Hey, everybody. everybody. This is Y'all Heard. Heard. A podcast where me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Are not related, no matter how hot or cold it is. And I heard that NASA wants to send a ship to Uranus. Like, what? Is that... Wait, oh. God, I'm so stupid sometimes. You said ship. I was like, a ship? Like a ship? (laughs) Yeah, like a boat. Why did you not say spaceship? A $4.2 billion mission to the seventh planet could change the way we see our solar system. Wait, Things look better from Uranus. <laughs> Wait, have we sent a ship to the to the sixth, fifth, fourth, and third planets also? I don't, I don't think so. But apparently, the last time we've been <laughs> at Uranus was in '86. Well, what? I feel like it's so far. Who cares? Uranus doesn't have anything to do with us. Yeah, I just listen. I want people to have jobs, but I just think of how many people could be fed for 4.2 billion dollars. I know, right? I have a really difficult relationship with financial understanding. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, in other words, you tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. P, how are you doing? Um, I pass on how I'm doing this week. Instead, I would like to use my time (laughs) to say a special thank you to Michael Dominic, Michael Stinson, Michael Vinos, Michael Pedley, Pete Phillips, myself, <laughs> Alex, <laughs> whose last name I still don't know how to say, and Cassie McDonald for being our loyal patrons. Thank you so much. Stop admitting you give our Patreon money. No, because I think I explained this before, and just in case I haven't, when we started collecting Patreon money, people were donating to us. And it was also my personal Patreon that I was donating money to people on. And so I technically stole money from this show (laughs) in our early Patreon days. And this is my way of paying it back. (laughs) Okay, you know what? Totally valid. (laughs) Because I didn't realize that Patreon would take the money that I earned and put it towards the money that I was donating to other people. I thought it kept it as two separate things. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Okay, you know what? Now I'm never going to comment because, yeah, I don't think I realized that. Um, <laughs> How are you uh, doing, Marissa? I am I'm fine, I guess. I'm going to Hershey tomorrow night to get ready to look for houses. And I realize... You're just going to bust really- down somebody's door and be like, bitch, this place is mine now. Uh, I think we might have to get in a bidding war for one of them, actually, and that's going to be a mess. But um, I will just say that, as you know, Pete, I have a lot of anger, and I think drinking cold brew, which has more caffeine than regular coffee, is not helping me. Mm-hmm. My anger's really been toppling over a lot, and I have not liked any of the realtors we dealt with in Hershey, and some of them ghosted me. And instead of, like, a normal person just being, like, nuts, I then send them long emails <laughs> out unprofessional they are. <laughs> and are you going to have to meet these people? No, these are people I'm okay. not going to meet. But I'm also going to find them later and then review them. Because yeah. I'm a monster. Uh, also, one of my coworkers, though joking, said, you have a lot of anger. Do you get therapy? And I was like, 
I'm in between therapists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, guys, this is a real question. Call 570-POD-WOD-1 if you have any good tips for chilling out. Because I was telling someone... If you, not- if you call 570-763-9231 and you say meditate unacceptable yeah i i don't accept meditate or mindfulness mm-hmm. absolutely do not accept either of those um, also but, exercise she already does that yeah i do that exactly um yeah my therapist said mindfulness once and i said uh, no that's not happening move on give me something else <laughs> um what was i gonna say uh, uh uh oh that i was like it's not just i have a short temper it's that Things need to be just. And if they are unjust, I can't let it go. They are unjust. I can't let it go. So, uh, and I was screaming that at a manager. Not my manager, thankfully. And I think think he finds it entertaining. Thank God, to this day, most people that could cause me to be fired find my rage entertaining. One day they won't. I got in trouble with my boss's boss before. um, And it was about... Yeah, me expressing frustration outwardly during a meeting. <laughs> hey, I- and uh, and it, it was... <laughs> I explained myself because that person who I, I... My boss is boss, so I don't directly report to him. But he's the one who had to bring down the hammer. So I'm in his office and I explain myself and he's like... That makes a lot of sense. You remind me of my daughter... But things things aren't just. <laughs> <laughs> How old's his daughter? That's important to the story. Um, I don't know. I mean, she's at not the like time, five. No, she was like I think she was maybe in college at that time. Okay. But it was just it was just that we both had this uh, silly idea that yeah things should be fair and that people shouldn't step all over other people and disregard their shit if you're at a meeting where everybody's. The, th- the thing was, I went to a meeting and a- a- it-, it was my understanding that everybody at the meeting was an equal at this meeting. Mm-hmm. But evidently, if you come into the meeting and you have a higher title than me, then you are still entitled to more opinion than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even if your opinion is bullshit and it makes no sense. <laughs> See, that's what I like about you. I and mean, that's why we're such good friends. I don't believe just because you're an adult, you need to stop expecting justice <laughs> whether it's professional on the street legal any type okay and i think we overlap in that we want justice now i don't get invited to meetings and honestly it's been great <laughs> yeah god i wish I and then meetings i do get invited to i just decline them <laughs> oh god i wish i could do that <laughs> Oh, shit. I needed an icebreaker by now. This might be too hard. If it's too hard, I'll think of another one. I just feel like I've been watching a lot of Pyramid... Pyramid? What the fuck? Well, we've been watching a lot of Pyramid dramas. (laughs) Side note, I keep saying the wrong words. The other day, someone sneezed and I said hello. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you could have done worse, but I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I wasn't Why aren't there any pyramid dramas? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, um, I don't know. Moon Stargate is the closest I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> the period dramas. 
But um, tell me, this is too hard, I'll think of another one, but like envision your dream period drama and cast two to three people in it. Like, oh, it would be a period drama in the 90s starring Steven Seagal. Now, I mean, that's that's too on the nose because he's from the 90s. But do you get what I mean? Yeah. Action movie slash coming of age drama. Mm-hmm. Sam Rockwell's going to be in it. And Nev Campbell's going to be in it because she just belongs there. Yeah, nice. And so is that little kid who was in the room. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. okay. That's Tremblay? Was it Jacob? (laughs) Yeah, sounds like a thing. Yeah. Okay, I I like it. so, So this... I want everybody to know, everybody who's a patron, I thanked you earlier. I also wanted to let you know, I didn't do a trailers thing this week because what I just did with Marissa's Icebreaker is the equivalent of what I recorded for the trailers this week. And I was like, this is horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You know what? We can't win them all. At least that makes me feel better about Donkey Kong. It's going to be like a suburban type of thing, too. Okay. And it's like and like the there's gonna be a backdrop of Desert Storm, yeah, and other shit that probably Ooh. happened that I can't remember. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Wow, you got more in depth than I expected. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> I want a coke fueled '80s, slightly dark comedy about what do you call it? Like competitive aerobics jazzercise you know what i mean yeah and it's it has have you seen physical oh that's a movie no no it's a show with rose byrne and she it's something having to do with aerobics and competitive or she teaches it oh that's a good question uh that was too upsetting because the eating disorder had too much oh i didn't see it so yeah i um (laughs) it was upsetting it was like really nastiness of the eating disorder uh so i only made it through one episode i have Uh, seen minks though and boy are there a lot of penises in it (laughs) see mine doesn't have a lot of penises Uh, i have robert pattinson with some sort of accent it's gonna have what's that hot lady who's married to james bond dude rachel wise rachel wise and who is moon knight man Oscar Isaacs. No, wait. Do I want Oscar Isaac or Pedro Pascal? Hell, take them both. Okay, I want those four. They could be twin brothers. (laughs) (laughs) I want those four in it. That would be beautiful. Oh, so many pretty people all at once. I just got sad it doesn't exist. I don't know how Rachel Wise would fit into that, but she'll do it. I'm sure she'll (laughs) she'll hold her own. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know yet either, but I like it. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to do 80s, too, for, like, fast-paced. Mm-hmm. But also, I was like, oh, everything ends up around Wall Street. Yeah, I thought... When you I get into, like, Coke stuff. I always want Coke, because I feel like then that's an excuse to make it more frenetic, but I don't want Wall Street. I, I, guys, I don't personally always want Coke. Like, I want Coke in my 80s movies. I have never done Coke. I prefer Pepsi. 
he had his hand on his cheek, and I know he was just like leaning it, but it was like, oh, I'm coy and I'm for Pepsi. Anyway, can't wait to see your segue. Speaking of being coy, um, koi fish live in water, and when water freezes, <laughs> it's ice. <laughs> Okay, that was This one's for you, Mike Dominic. Today, I'm talking about the ice capades. Oh, I forgot. Awesome. I'll have to let him know. The ice capades were um, traveling entertainment shows, plural, featuring theatrical ice skating performances. Shows often featured former Olympic and U.S. national champion figure skaters who had retired from formal competition. Started in 1940, the Ice Capades grew rapidly and prospered for 50 years, a decline in popularity in the 80s, and the show uh, ensued in the 80s, and the show went out of business around 1995. Uh, there have oh, been several attempts... Oh, declined popularity in the 80s, right? Because that seems very 80s. Oh, no, it declined in the 80s, yeah. I'll tell you when it was popular. What? I can't believe it. Okay. There have been several attempts to revive the show and its name, all of which have failed. Once in a while, you'll get an Ice Capades reunion show um, where you're not really like using the name per se. Mm-hmm. Okay. Believe it or not, Marissa, the Ice Capades was founded in 1940 in none other than Hershey, Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. Okay. By nine men uh, representing the following arenas in America. Boston Garden... Buffalo Memorial Auditorium, Cleveland Arena, Hershey Sports Arena, New Haven Arena in Connecticut, Philadelphia Arena, Pittsburgh's Duquesne Garden, and uh, Rhode Island Auditorium and the Springfield Coliseum. Okay. The way it started is, in 1936, John H. Harris, owner of the Pittsburgh Yellow Jackets, an Eastern Amateur Hockey League, I'm sorry, a team in the Eastern amateur hockey league uh he leased the duquesne gardens um and he hired legendary figure skater sonia henny to perform between periods of ice, ice hockey games because he found it difficult to draw a large crowd to the games due to the ongoing great depression <laughs> <laughs> okay so he wanted people i guess it makes it more fun. You know, you come out for a hockey game, and then there's some performances in between quarters. Keeps you interested, you know. You're not of leaving course, early. <laughs> you're not leaving early and, and, you know, getting food someplace else. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah. Nothing's better for capitalism than <laughs> trying to rip people off during the yeah. Great Depression. So he took this idea to Hershey, and the other arena managers agreed that skating could be entertaining to watch. (laughs) They chose the name Ice Capades and formed a group of skaters. The name comes from ice, frozen water, and escapades, (laughs) an act (laughs) or incident involving excitement, daring, or adventure. I like it. Despite all of those auditoriums that I read to you, the first show was June 16th in 1940 at New Orleans Municipal Auditorium, which was not represented at the in- initial meeting. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Okay. In case you're not an American history buff, other things that were happening in 1940 were Robin debuting in Batman, 
Chuck Norris being born and World War Two. I'm literally, I, God, guys, I think maybe I got COVID and my brain is broken because I imagined Robin the singer for at least three full seconds, and I was like, what? <laughs> How come she hasn't made an appearance? We need a campy Batman movie again. <laughs> Starring Robin? Yes. Yeah. Robin can be... Yeah, she should be in it. And she should be Robin. But she also shouldn't learn English any better than she speaks it now. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. After a couple of weeks in New Orleans, the show moved to Atlantic City, New Jersey to run July 19th through September 2nd. It was basically a fixture in Atlantic City every summer um, from 1941 to 1981. So on Wikipedia, there are so many different names associated with the ice capades that you've never heard of. All these famous ice skaters that you don't know anything about. And I know I'm being presumptuous, but I'm pretty sure you don't know anything about (laughs) Talking to me or our listeners? Both. (laughs) Okay, let's see. They list 75 notable skaters on the page. I defy you to list five ice skaters. Uh, Michelle Kwan. Nice. Um, Nathan Chen. um, Mark Hamill? Right. And... Wait, no, Mark Hamill's not a skater. I'm sorry. No, is it something close to Mark Hamill? I, yeah, that's why I said yes, because I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, Christy Yamaguchi. And... There's a big uh, one. Don't think of skating. Think of abuse. I know. I can't think of her name. Tanya Harding. Yeah. All right. Well, well, well done. Thank you. You didn't mention, though, uh, Ty Bablinoi... <laughs> No, I don't know. Ty Babylonia, Margot Glockschuber, Lynn Nightingale, Barbara Underhill, simply Belita. No, no, he's so familiar. Kitty Carruthers, Ooh, Eleanor, Eleanor O'Meara, who I threw in for James, and Ingrid <laughs> Wendell. Okay. So, oh, Scott Hamilton. Yes, yes. <laughs> Not Mark Hamilton. Who okay. was part of the Ice Capades for a, a period of time. Okay. Um, however, I discovered that ice skating, like pretty much everything else, is kind of another niche sort of thing. Um, I endured the Zamboni Experts podcast episode number 18, uh, where oh. he interviewed some people about the Ice Capades. What the uh, fuck is that about? Just people who are who are tangentially related to, to an ice. ice rink? Yeah. I thought I about <laughs> I thought about hearing the Manly Woman Skatecast episodes forty one and forty two, hosted by Canadian Olympian Elizabeth Manley, talking uh Oh, thank God. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But Talking about all the different names and listening to people talk about the names, it's like it reminds you of being at a really like close knit group of old people's house and hearing them all talk about people that you <laughs> don't remember. 
to be more contemporary, it reminds me of the sketch with Tim Heidecker and I think you should leave where they're doing um, charades and he has all these blues performers in the hats and everybody's like, is that even a real name? Like, <laughs> so basically, the Ice Capades were a sort of variety show uh, where skating was the main attraction. No matter what was happening, it also had to happen on ice. So there were aspects to it, um, like costumes, jugglers, dancers, tum- tumblers. Is that a thing? Yeah. T- what? I didn't know there was like, I thought they were just skating in costumes. I didn't know they like did other shit. No, comedy, there's music, there's all sorts of things involved. And as you can imagine, with any intellectual property, it made the rounds in movies and TV as well. In 1942, mid-Holocaust, a New York Times reporter panned the Ice Capades movie. Quote, when Dorothy Lewis, for instance, or the English beauty Belita, or Jackson and Lynam are flashing about about on gay blades... There is reason to sit up and take notice. But when this same Miss Lewis is meandering through a ponderous plot in company with James Ellison, when Jerry Kalana is popping his eyes and dropping stale gags out of his whiskers, the going is heavy and slow. I don't even know whether that was a criticism or a compliment until the last part. But also, what does gay mean in that context? Oh, gay blades. Happy, happy blades. Okay. You're prancing around in gaiety. I guess I said prancing and gay, so I can understand why. I guess I would have thought they were were gaily prancing. I didn't think an object, like the blades could be gay. That's why I got confused. Yeah. Um, They also toured. It wasn't like they just set up camps in certain spots. Um, Wikipedia lists at least 20 different shows that would tour. Uh, not all at the same time. That would be insane. Featuring everyone from Yogi Bear to the Hamburglar to the Smurfs to the Snorks to the Ewoks to Barbie to Teddy Ruxpin. God, I want to watch the Snorks so fucking bad. <laughs> and the Super Mario Brothers. That, oh, them and the Snorks? Fuck yeah. The Super Mario Brothers uh, performance aired uh, in December of 1989 on ABC. Uh, the Ice Capades did a special, which was hosted by Jason Bateman and Alyssa Milano. And we are certainly going to watch a portion of that now. <laughs> Ooh. Let's see. What year was this? 1989. I mean, wait, when did the Super Mario movie come out? Later, right? Oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I was like, why wouldn't you just obviously get John Leguizamo and what's-his-face? <laughs> <laughs> this is delightful. Mm-hmm. I'm mostly here for the beginning. The Jason Bateman well, Alyssa Milano. I need a, a source, somewhere to, to let it all out. We need a paramedic. I can't believe this. I'm here with the power <laughs> I don't believe it. What is it? Nintendo. Oh, so good. I'd love to play. Thank you very much. Look, Nintendo. Don't tell me. First, you've never been to the Ice Capades, and now you've never played video games. Alyssa Milano's never played Nintendo. You've never Nintendo. played video games. <laughs> you played video games with the video prince. Now, we are in the Mushroom Kingdom, and we have to rescue Princess Toadstool from Bowser, the dastardly king of the Koopas. You see those things in our way, right there? Those are the Koopa Troopas, the evil minions of Bowser. Somehow we have to get around them. 
put that. Oh no. This is great. Oh no, it's a computer virus. It'll release all the evil forces stored up in the computer. Now we know how evil they can be. Who could have done such a dastardly thing? King Koopa! Who? King Koopa. Hey man, that looks like Mr. Belvedere. No! Oh my god. Isn't that company divine? No! One little fly in the ocean. One little bug in the cold cream jar. And the whole world is mine. No! <laughs> no, I don't even want it. I just do it for the sheer exquisite pleasure of making Up ahead, where we get Mario Luigi. I like, I love her voice. Did you ever Why expect her to sound like, like that? <laughs> and it's computer virus. <laughs> No, I hate it. Oh, you're wine, Mr. Lady. <laughs> Are we going to need some more? Hmm. Want to help us? We got them right here. Look at these cool kids. Those foolish Mario brothers have sent boys out to do a man's work. <laughs> I won't make the same mistake. Super Panda Super. Super Hall. Whoa. Oh, what? How did they even do that? <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Guys, what's absurd is... Okay, so the guy playing Koopa, you see his human face, but he like has a costume like around it. like he, So he's Koopa, but you know, there's a hole for his face. It would make sense to me for Mario and Luigi to just be regular dudes with oversized hats. Because Mario and Luigi are dudes. They're mm-hmm. not mythical creatures. But instead, they put them in really hokey-looking, huge-headed costumes... So, one, I'm sure they can't ice skate to their full abilities. And two, Princess Peach looks fucking horrifying. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really recommend you Googling it. Some of the costumes look so funny. Super Mario Bros. at the Ice Capades 1989, um, if I forget to put it in the show information. Also, I'm sorry, does King Koopa have weird antennas with dangly bells at the end in no, mario there was there was a real uh confusion as to whether he was king koopa or bowser or some other just amalgamation of bad guys are king koopa and bowser not the same person evidently they're not no what I, hey okay. listen next next episode <laughs> i was wrong Okay, the ice capades. <laughs> so, like, they're on TV at the end of the 80s. Um, and, again, this is when they're sort of waning a bit. So, whatever. But the ice capades was selling out arenas across the country at its peak. It almost seemed like it would never end, but it did. 
Many people lament the decline of the ice capades as tragic and unkind, but just like most things, it kind of just fizzled out. And most shows do eventually, like if it's a TV show or, you know, like you would hope that eventually, right, Coachella is just going to like fade out. <laughs> oh, one day. But such a unique Wait, show. Wait, I have a question before you go on. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, from what is Jason Bateman relevant in the 89? Gosh, you know, I could do a quick search because I used to watch it. It's it's something about the Hogan family. Okay. Sorry. I just like that was really getting on my nerves. Uh, okay. So they say he was in Silver Spoons. I don't remember that. Okay. All right. It's not that important. I was just curious. Oh, I think I'm getting him confused with somebody else. Yeah, I got him confused with somebody else. The Hogan Family is the show is a show that I remember, but that's not okay. Jason Bateman apparently, or is it? It looks just like Jason Bateman. Yeah, Jason Bateman. Anyway, listen, that's where I knew him from. <laughs> All right, so for some reason, people get stuck on the idea that such a unique show fizzling out is special, you know. Um, so I skipped some decades in between. This is a bullet list summary of what happened with the Ice Capades. Things went well at the start. Uh, from 46 to 49, it was so well that there was a co-production with Ice Follies, which was another touring show uh, that featured elaborate production numbers similar in concept to the Ice Capades. So when I'm describing all this stuff and you're saying, wow, what a novel idea in the 40s. Evidently, it wasn't so novel because there were other people doing it. Yeah. In 1949, Disney teamed up with them, and then they had a bunch of Disney characters on ice. This was fantastic. In 1964, uh, the guy who I referenced earlier, who started the whole thing, John H. Harris, sold um, the Ice Capades to a company called Metro Media. In the, 70, in the 70s, things were doing pretty good. There were three different touring productions. But in 1981, Disney started their own brand disney on ice and they pulled their characters from the ice capades so pretty much every after this doom was imminent (laughs) that's kind of sad in 1986 okay think about in 1986 metro media sold the ice capades and the globe trotters together for 30 million (laughs) dollars Why are they in a package? <laughs> so they managed both properties and they sold them uh, together for $30 million. Um, as we know, I don't think the Globetrotters happens anymore either. Oh, really? I but only it lasted, saw them when I was like, young. Yeah, it lasted longer than the Ice Capades. Uh, famed skater Dorothy Hamill got involved in the 80s. Uh, she eventually purchased the company to give it a boost, but it didn't really work out. And then in the 90s, uh, it was shut down by then-owner International Family Entertainment, uh, which was acquired by Fox Kids Worldwide. And after the acquisition, there were some tours planned, but after combining with this company, they uh, canceled the tours and laid everybody off. And that was the end. That's sad. Analysts believe the increasing popularity of the sport of figure skating meant that more sophisticated audience came to prefer straightforward Olympic-style ice skating competitions or skating shows for adults. 
i.e. Mm. without cartoon characters, such as Stars on Ice, which was started by Scott Hamilton. Oh, okay. At the same time, shows like Disney on Ice, which featured Disney cartoon characters, successfully competed for the child audience. Disney on Ice actually still happens, and I believe they have four shows happening right now. Okay. They include Let's Celebrate in Cedar Park, Texas, Dream Big in San Antonio, Texas, uh, Mickey and Friends in San Diego, and um, Pop-Ups. Do they not (laughs) tour? Because aren't there, like, ice rinks everywhere? Right, they do tour, um, but that's where they're at right now. Gotcha. On May 1st, those three shows will be moving elsewhere, like to Baton Rouge, Bakersfield, California, Lexington, Kentucky, and so on. That's interesting that they seem to only be in the hot south. Yeah. You know, that's where ice is. Yeah, I guess. But, of course, in today's cancel culture... What? (laughs) Leave it to Slate.com to really expose the escapades of the icecapades, which was something I wrote. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nice. I like it. John H. Harris dubbed these girls the Ice Capets. A 1942 oh. souvenir program lists the pets' vital statistics with Playboy-like precision. Their what average the age <laughs> their average age is 20 years, average height of 5 foot 3 and a half inches, average weight 116 pounds. There are 21 blondes, 24 brunettes, two with black tresses. I don't know what that means. <laughs> And one auburn-haired in the group. After decades of magnificent box office, the pitiful decline of the ice capades began in the 1980s, desperate to whip up spectacle. In an age of cartoons and video games, ice capades producers piled on decades' worth of pop detritus. (laughs) Did I say that right? Yes. Souvenir programs listed the numbers ranging from the explosive Russian Cossacks to Hey Kids Meet the Snorks. The 1997 show included nods to the Pink Panther, West Side Story, Rocky IV, The Macarena, Goldfinger, All Dogs Go to Heaven, and Sister Sledge. The Please shows. Don't ever say snorks or All Dogs Go to Heaven with such a sneer in your voice, it's <laughs> jarring. The show's Dusex Machina was an entrance by a skater dressed as James Bond who had fireworks spewing from his body. I don't know what that looks like. (laughs) I mean, we did see a pretty good special effect in the Super Mario thing. Yeah. Like other civic center pleasures, the Harlem Globetrotters, the Lipizzaner Stallions, that's the first time I'm reading that, Uh, the Ice Capades was synthetic to its core. It promised no athletic competition, no thrills, no variants from Birmingham, Alabama to Halifax, Nova Scotia. Its death has not exactly upset the figure skating world. In the end, the ice capades was slight and ephemeral. It only felt eternal. That's me reading <laughs> Slate.com. <laughs> well, that's sassy. So, that's what I got on the ice capades. <laughs> It doesn't feel I mean, like I a lot, it, but it took me a really long time to put it all together. I'm sure Mike will appreciate it, and it's more than I was able to find, so honestly, pretty good. Maybe it was the time of listening to old people on a Zamboni podcast. 
but it felt like a lot longer to put together. <laughs> well, thank you for doing the hard work, because I don't think I could have endured listening to a Zamboni podcast. Yeah, you're welcome. So, yeah, we, we all appreciate your sacrifice. I'm going to leave a pause here. And you're welcome, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, any questions about the ice capades? Anything that I might have missed, skipped? Did you an ice capade? I thought I did, but oh. maybe I just saw Disney on Ice. I saw Disney on Ice. I 100% did. Uh, when I was a kid, I'm pretty sure my mom was going through some mental shit. <laughs> so <laughs> sometimes she would uh, have other people take us away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One of which was my uncle... Uh, my uncle Jim, the one who, if you've been listening to the show closely, uh, had brain surgery. Um, he took us to see Beauty and the Beast on ice. And okay, that's my sister and I both were uh, allowed to get something from the uh, the merch stand. And I got nice. a Beauty yeah. and the Beast black fanny pack. That sounds fun. I, do you still have that? That would be no, beautiful. No, no. I think I, 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 think I just used it too hard. <laughs> just went too fanny on it. Yeah, as one does. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't remember. I just have recollection of going, but I don't even know what I saw. But, uh, yeah, I guess you basically covered all, all I could think that there is. Because, like I said, I, I was going to try and cover it, but I didn't even, like, get an angle. I can so, definitely see how at first it was a novelty and something very interesting that people wouldn't get to see easily. I, I don't have the specific quote in here, but a lot of people were kind of like, yeah, American audiences started to take ice skating seriously, and the ice capades were kind of a joke. And so, Well, see, I kind of get that, because in that clip we saw, everyone had so many costumes that they weren't able to, like, skate hard. And that was... They were mostly acting on skates. That was... um in the desperate side of the 80s that that particular clip was from. But prior to that, yeah, it was just people, like, ice skating and, and doing dances. But also, I feel like the physicality of ice skating does lend itself to slapstick and, and you know, like, overblown acting type stuff. So, you know, it was, it was fun, I think, but... Yeah, poor ice clowns. What do you think they're doing with themselves? Uh, I a lot of probably dead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, uh, there were clowns so... too. There were literal ice clowns. Clowns no, I, I, on no, ice. <laughs> God, poor ice clowns. Um. Plugs. Well, on that though, what uh, what do you plug? Um. Related to the to the topic, I finally watched that movie, The Bronze. It's on Hulu, and it's about it's about a gymnast, uh, a foul mouthed gymnast who got the bronze. Yeah, Yeah. and now she's uh, a coach for an up and coming gymnast. And uh, despite (laughs) the silly as hell sex scene, and that it was. Thomas Middleditch, not Nick Kroll, who I thought was in it. Oh, um, it was it was fun to watch. I, I it, it was something that I laughed at, and that made me feel good. Where was that? Where's where it streaming? It's streaming on Hulu. Um, okay. It is 
pretty vulgar at parts, especially at the beautiful beginning. And um, the creative team behind it is the creative team also that's behind the upcoming Night Court reboot. <gasps> I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. And uh, what was the other thing I was going to say about it? Fuck, that's exciting. Yeah, it is pretty exciting. John Larroquette is in it, but that's the oh, only one coming back. Yeah, that's still pretty good. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm basic because I'm gonna plug something that's pretty basic. But I will say I had low expectations, uh, and it really no. Oh shit! Wait. Okay, I'm gonna plug two things. One. I am going to plug that Nicolas Cage movie just because of Pedro Pascal. I do not have an obsession with Nicolas Cage, but when I saw how what a meta movie it was, I was like, I like a dumb movie. Mm-hmm. Pedro Pascal should be in every comedy. He's hilarious. So in the unbearable lightness, not unbearable lightness, <laughs> the unbearable burden of talent, whatever the fuck. Something like that, yeah. The Nicolas Cage movie is, it's fantastic because of Pedro Pascal. But I was going to say... The Batman was really good, in my opinion. No, it wasn't. It was too long. <laughs> what? What'd you say? I said, no, it wasn't. Shut up. You saw it? Yeah. I, you're the only person I know who didn't like it. I just didn't like it. Why? I was happy to see John Turturro. Why didn't you like it? I didn't like it because it was... This is interesting because I did talk about this last week and now the listeners get to hear me try to remember what I said last week. <laughs> it was fresher last week, though. I didn't like it because it, so- it felt like a crime movie that Batman was in. Oh, that's true. But a lot of people said that's why it was good. Right. And, like, I don't want to watch Casino or Goodfellas or anything like that. I'd rather watch a Batman movie. See, yeah, I don't like Batman, and I loved it because I was like, it wasn't so corny and Batman, and I was also like, fuck yeah, this is only PG-13. I don't need to see these people and all their fucking gore. Like, I literally said, fuck yeah, this is PG-13. So, Marissa, <laughs> my question that I pitched to you last week, knowing that you were going to be watching this, was... No, you asked me. Do you think that it is physically possible for that question mark to remain as latte art in the Riddler's cup of coffee. Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely not. That was that was ridiculous. Also the Riddler didn't fully commit to his to his craziness yeah. uh, to me. Now, I, I thought, now what? Paul Dano is writing a Riddler comic that's coming out later this year. I don't think he embodied the character well enough to get that right. Yeah. He wasn't he wasn't fun at all, and I think that the Riddler is fun. Yeah, I know. So yeah, I was a little let down by him. Also, I will say, didn't give a shit about Catwoman at all. Um, but I don't know if you saw my Instagram story, but I thought the love between Batman and Commissioner Gordon, man, if they just turned that into a romance, I would have bought it. It was like Commissioner. That was Gordon- another thing I didn't like. I was like, why? Why does it? Why does Commissioner Gordon need a voice? Like, why does he need a voice with a thing? It's like, just be the actor's. Like, use the actor's voice. Well, yeah, I agree. I don't understand what was the deal with that. But also, like, there's no backstory as to why him and Batman have such a boner for each other. Because at one point, like, I don't know. Batman's like, don't 
don't you trust me? And Commissioner Gordon looks in his eyes and is like, I only trust you. And I was like, yeah, that has sexual tension under it. I'm sorry. And then he took his hand and got on the magic carpet. (laughs) (laughs) Might as well have. Yeah, I was like obsessed. I was like, I want them to be in love with each other because I don't get the chemistry between Robert Pattinson and Catwoman. Mm -hmm. But whatever. Who cares? That's it. That's it, everybody. 570-PODWOD1 is our phone number. You can also text us there. Slide into my DMs at Riss Vandal or email us. Email us? Fuck. Email us at... What? Shout at yallheard.me. Okay. Thank Speaking you, of your last um, misspeak there, I have a question for you. Uh, your mother's name, Marisol. Hopefully she doesn't mind us saying that. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I am a white person, mm-hmm. born in America, in New Jersey. It, is it offensive if I call your mother Marisol? No, I think it's it's. Is that charming. better? I think it's charming when people try. And in my old age, now when people say my name... Marisa? Probably, yeah, Marisa... <laughs> It makes me feel so comforted. And actually, actually, I was talking about this with my boyfriend the other day. I was like, is there any world where I can start telling people my name is Marisa at the age of 36? (laughs) I'm 36. And he said, no, probably not. (laughs) But no, I, I think it's the opposite of problematic. I think it shows like. I mean, nobody we don't care. I don't expect anyone to say my name with a Spanish accent, but. Yeah, her name is technically Marisol, and my name is technically Marisa. So, no, I think it's nice, and it shows somebody trying to say the name properly. Why? Did you call my mother Marisol? No. I called her Marissa. Marissa's mom. No. (laughs) I, um... Yeah, why? Where'd that come from? I think I was... It was something else completely different. It wasn't Spanish, but it was somebody, like... I think I was watching something in a show, maybe, and somebody was, like, ordering food and trying to say it in the right accent, but also doing a terrible job at it. And I was like, I wonder if people shouldn't try that. (laughs) Uh, I will say, with food, never want people to do that. Also, I also will say, if my name was Pedro, I would not want people trying to go Pedro. (laughs) So it also, if it could come out naturally, it's nice. Uh, for hit it hard. Don't. There was a guy who was singing at church. It's Washington, D.C.'s church. It's on TV. Um, and during the Easter season, there's a lot of church to get in. So we watched some of it rather than going to it. And there was a guy who was singing songs, and he was rolling his R's through every no. single thing. And I was just like, I wish this guy would just fall over. <laughs> like, I mean, that's I hate that. I he mean, doesn't have to die, but he should pass out right now <laughs> yeah i do think that if you are not hispanic no don't no one wants you to roll your r's also there is the added layer that some parts of puerto rico don't roll their r's so mm. no one in my family actually rolls their r's generally um so that's why you hear i don't say my name is marisa my name is marisa so um yeah don't roll your r's don't try and say French things with a French accent unless you know how to speak French. But do uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Yeah. Yeah. Not a one star, though. Okay, okay bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs>
はい。